Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to He's taken another one, and another, and Howard Foster has stopped it! Wow! That is going to be controversial! That's a crunching right hand, and that must finish it! It must finish it! Yes, 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 what's going on, people? Kojo, fresh in the building, raps on TV, here to talk all the best things in boxing. Uh, here with my co-host, as per usual, who is remote, Tom Lyons. How you doing, young Tom? I'm very well, Kojo. It's good to be back. Fresh set up. Um, and yeah, just keep the ball rolling every week. Make sure you like, share and subscribe to at Raps on TV on all platforms. <coughs> all of that. All of that, all of that. So thank you very much. Don't worry, we changed the setup. So slight technical difficulties, but nothing major. We'll get there in the end. Um, It's all about familiarity. So uh, really, I'll say looking forward to this... um uh, this show, but it's pretty quiet in all when it's when it's all said and done. I think we've got the Fury fight that we're going to kick into. Uh, it takes place this weekend over in Vegas. Fury obviously still undefeated is taking on Otto Wallin, so that should be a good fight um, in terms of seeing where he is in terms of his progression. Outside of that, um, we're going to go into detail probably on the Joshua Anthony Joshua versus Andy Ruiz press tour, which kicked off last week. Saudi, New York, and London were the destinations which saw the heavyweight champions uh, and former champion go face to face. So, really looking forward to that fight in in December. Uh, a a a a very entertaining press conference, which I'll let Tom delve into a bit uh, shortly. Um, but uh, essentially, we had Regis Progress. Great fighter, Josh Taylor, great fighter, being told that they are small boys and nobody wants to see them for the worthless uh, Ali Trophy. Derek Chisora is the man. He will never change. I'm really happy to hear uh, his side of the things. And we're also going to talk about previous guests, uh, Streetwise Management Fighters, uh, Ramez Mahmood, Jonas St. Dijon, Ryan Fizz, um, and their coach, Mickey Amu Jonah, done a great job on the weekend uh, getting wins for the whole team. So that was really uh, great news and good to see. Um, but Tom, I think there's no better place to start than your activities yesterday. You were a very uh, busy journalist getting all the latest scoop and all the dig and lucky right. you didn't get a punch right. from Chizora. But just talk us through the day, um, the press conference and, and your thoughts on it as a whole. Yeah, blimey. Uh, press conference yesterday to announce uh, Regis Progray, Josh Taylor. Yeah, it was good. Um you know, this is a this is a card that should get a lot of attention uh, from the boxing world. Um, a lot of good fights on this card. You got Ives uh, Nagabu uh, defending his European title against Akoli. You got Selby Burns, which is a bit of a, I mean, I wouldn't say bizarre, but it was a bit of a didn't expect that to be the kind of crossroads fight we'd see. Um, you know, so early on, um, and then yeah, like topping the bill, got Chisora Parker and Progre Taylor. Uh, and for the for the antics, um, the the showmanship, the the camaraderie that I mean, Chisora is always bringing that you know that fun, that excitement to pre-fight um, rituals, and then again in the ring, he's he's doing what he's doing. He's under a new polished uh, regime with Haymaker. Mm-hmm. He seems to be firing all cylinders, and yeah, just wait till the night and see. Uh, I, I can imagine more fireworks. Yeah, no, um, definitely. I think, I mean, in terms of being uh, watching that whole sort of press conference erupt, um, yeah. could you, was there a sense before it kicked off that Chisora was in one of those moods? Um, did, was, did you get a feeling from him at all or from anyone in the in the venue? 
yeah, look, it's not helpful that you know the the, the opponent that he's he's meant to be fighting doesn't show up. But mm. sometimes this stuff happens. You've just got to ride the wave. Uh, you know, Chisora, he's he, you know he's going to always adopt that business mentality where he can get a few extra quid out of you know Eddie's back pocket. He can try and sell the show. Um, and he, he did raise a good point. You know, we look back to the likes of Muhammad Ali, Sonny Liston, Henry Cooper, all these fighters, you know, all the attention went on them. All the boxing fans wanted to tune in to these guys. And mm. the same is, is applied today, you know, although technology's advanced, although the spectrum of opponents in, in all the divisions has advanced, the attention still remains at the heavyweights. Got the biggest fight in world boxing between Wilder and Fury, that's been been announced for February. Um, we got obviously in December um, Ruiz Joshua in another territory. So even though you know outside of the boxing, different logistics seem to to put the the heavyweights on map, and they're getting the most attention. Mm-hmm. And Chisora by saying you know that he doesn't feel that he's been treated a hundred percent as fairly as probably what that might not have been him being you know a little bit brash and a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, demanding, he might have just been. That's what he probably felt at the time. He probably just thought, "Look, I don't feel like we should be co-headlining a bill between someone of um, pro-grade stature." Although he's a great fighter, don't get me wrong, he's a talented fighter. I'm a massive fan of him. He's probably not selling out New Orleans, um, you know, big big stadiums in New Orleans because he hasn't had the capacity that Chisora's had. He's not had the experience that Chisora's had. So there's a lot to to contend with. Uh, but at the end of the day, this all doesn't matter. It's all about, you know, tuning in to see competitive fights on a competitive platform in front of a competitive boxing world, and we're we're looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look for me, um, <clears throat> I do think I'm not going to say that Chizora didn't raise some good points. I think he he raised some very valid points. Um, they, however, I'll say they are the kind of points that you probably say you discuss with your manager beforehand so i'm going to be inclined to say that probably david hay uh knew what was going to happen and kind of agreed with it so because he he kind of followed the shores suit he was silent when he was ranting and when he walked off eventually david hay did the same so um i think he's more than right i don't think what he's saying is really i think if anyone's going to be sensitive about it then you know what get over it because this is chisora um but i do think that he's right um chisora and parker um, if they're the co-main event, then I think you would argue they need to be paid accordingly. I think it's clear that WBSS, although they're bringing good fights together, they're probably not being able to pay the the fighters um, the money that is due to them for taking such a risk. You know what I mean? Because would Josh Taylor be fighting a Regis Progress if he wasn't in this tournament? You know what I mean? Probably not. Not saying he's not a good fighter, but would he be taking on that level? Probably not. So it goes accordingly that, you know, they... There's been issues with the money, like we already know with Lou DiBella in progress taking the Sourlands to court. So I think he's, I think Chisora's right to say it. Um, I think one thing Chisora's got, why, where I probably disagree, and maybe disagree strong, but where I think with Chisora is that, look, your fight against Parker's not pay-per-view in my opinion. So yeah. if it's not pay-per-view, then you've got to say to yourself, how are we going to make it pay-per-view? Do you see what I mean? And it's the card. So it's not just you against Parker. It's it's Lee Selby versus Ricky Burns. Okay, these guys have been around for a while, but I think a lot of people were excited to see where Selby's at after, the obviously, the biggest loss was Warrington um, and, and Burns obviously taking a few defeats. So I think, for me, that's a really good fight. See how... Um, 
Selby adjust to the weight as well. Um, you've got uh, cruiserweights, uh, um, Coley versus Engabu. So I'm probably butchered his name as well. But do you know what I mean? So I think it's the card overall, not necessarily just who the names are. Because Chisora of Parker sounds good. But if Chisora flattens Parker, then I think we're going to say to ourselves, Parker was probably overhyped. Yeah. I don't know. 100%. And I, think, I think as well, like, you, you know, none of these fights stand alone. You could probably argue are pay-per-view worthy. Yeah. Um, and I think with, with it being such a, a good card, like such a mouth-watering card where you have 50-50 fights, like people are saying, you know, a co-lead, the people, the level of opponent that he's been boxing at the moment, no disrespect, but it's not at the level of even Ngarbu. Mm. You know, it's a new concept, it's a new, it's a new breath of fresh air really seeing, you know, these guys take a major step up so early on. And I just think that with Chisora Parker, I mean, look even back to when Chisora fought Fury. Was that pay-per-view worthy? Exactly. I mean, at the time, you know, both are in a different trajectory. Parker's, um, you know, he's probably underperformed his last his last two, three fights. Yeah. Chisora, you Parker White, you mean? Or... Yeah, well, Parker White was was competitive. You know, yes. Parker had White down. Um, but, again, probably took a bit too long to, to get settled into the fight and get, you know, get his hands... Um, you know, moving quick enough, getting, you know, just having an impact, you know, early on, whereas Chisora's likely just to come out and start really imposing himself. He's got nothing to lose now. So you can probably expect that kind of same trend as when he fought Spilka, when he fought um, Gashi. So we'll see. We'll have to see. Yeah, no. And I think for me, um, I think it's going to be, if the fight gets made, which I predict, I presume it will, because no one's going to ignore the money. Um I just think Chisora has to be quite mindful. Um, it's interesting. Did they say anything about why Parker didn't turn up? Because he's clearly in the States training, not not making an effort. To t- he's in Vegas. So, did they say anything as to why he didn't turn up yesterday? Not that I heard of, but I just thought it was a bit strange because you had, you know, a lot of international exposure on this one where you've got someone that's come over from, uh, you know, Louisiana. You've got the Scottish... Mm. Um, See, I just felt like Parker kind of needed to be there to to really make it strong and give a good impression. Because again, it's, it is a big, big fight, so you kind of expect these guys to to turn up, be professionals, sell the fight, you know, be good advocates for for the promotion. Mm. But maybe there was sort of logistics that we 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 don't know of. And again, the training might it might been something that disrupts. His, his training that he might have just been two, three weeks ahead of schedule. You yeah. just never know. Yeah, no, so definitely interesting. So how was it overall? Um, I saw that you got quite a few interviews. You want to just give us an update on interviews that you got, um, who you met, who you spoke with? Yeah, it was really good. Uh, I must say, shout out to uh, Duncan Ross PR uh, for helping me with a few of the uh, few of the interviews. But yeah, with uh, Connor Ben, uh, yeah, he's in good spirits. Um have to say he looks like a, a, a refreshed character. He, he's, he's glad to be back on the the big shows. Um, again, obviously headlining against Koi Vula. Um, and yeah, no, everyone everyone seems kind of buzzing about the fight. Although the press conference was a little bit little bit tame. Um, and b- besides the Chisora stuff, which was uh, which is hilarious. Um, it, yeah, it was good. It was good to see that everyone's kind of happy with their their position. They know exactly what is needed now. Um, the, 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 the stakes are high. The standards have been set. The World Boxing Super Series, 
concept is it's continuously talked about, you know, mm-hmm. we need the best fight and the best. That's what makes the sport tick. That's what makes everyone excited about these big fights. Who's number one? Who's number two? Who deserves to state their claim as the, the, the top dog of the division? Um, who can who can overcome the criticism um, of opponents in the past? How can you rectify, um, you know, past performances, whether that stands you in, in, in a good position to fight at the elite level. These are all the factors that kind of come into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're engaged with the fighters, you're engaged with the promoters. And, uh, yeah, it's just part and parcel of uh, of the sport, the competitive nature of it. Yeah, no, I think um, definitely we're looking forward to the competition. I think that's why the WBSS is good overall. Um, you know what happens? Anything definitely. new in boxing, people are kind of like hesitant to adopt it and embrace it. But I felt at the time it was good. I felt it was a different way, a different vehicle for us to be able to watch boxing. I think on the frame, on the face of it, I think we've seen the best fight each other. So last week, you last week, last year, music um, came out um, of the of the tournament um, with the money and the Ali yeah. Ali Trophy belt. Same with Callum Smith, and now they're feared guys. Obviously, Usyk's gone up to heavyweight, um, but I mean, ultimately, do you know what I mean? It's done their careers good. It's given them that that trajectory they would have wanted. Um, so I think yeah. it's a good tournament. I think for myself, you know, if I'm looking at it as a, as a fan, um, I'm getting a I'm I'm able to see. Uh, not my favourite fighter, but learn about fighters a lot more in terms of, you know, you look at someone like Dortikas, he was in the last tournament, obviously came up yeah. against somebody like a Usyk um, in terms of who, who won the whole thing, so he fell short. This year he's back, he's now in the final, he's getting his fight fighting um, uh, Predis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, you say to yourself, well, that's good. Then you had, you know, in the previous round, Dortikas stopped Tabiti and Tabiti was a great prospect. So again, for Tabiti, it's good because <clears throat> he's fast-tracked his career to a sense of he's got into a tough fight um, and not only got into yeah. got into a tough fight, he's lost, been knocked out, but he's going to learn from that. So so I think overall, uh, the competition and the it, it, it is doing well. I think, you know, it's probably documented yeah. that they're losing money, um, but that's the sport of boxing. I think where they could have sort of tightened their ship a bit would have been the distribution. So now they seem to have partnered with DAZN and Sky the distribution is going to be a lot easier. The process for purchasing pay-per-view is going to be a lot easier. I think before when it had their website, then it was ITV2, it just didn't work because they don't have the the familiarity of how to do a pay-per-view operation. So I'm really looking forward to it. Um, and I think moving forward, I think we're going to see some great fights, um, especially if they can get... Um, I know there was talk about the middleweights. Um, if they can get a middleweight competition going, I think that'd be great. I was even thinking they should even try and do 154 pounds because I think there's no real grand names there. And I thought, actually, if yeah. you, you could probably get a good level... Do you know what I mean? Because you can't go outside the champions... You could try and get a few of the champions, yeah. but you could get decent names. You know, you look at somebody like, um, especially if you're talking 154, you've got J-Rock, um, you've got Lara there, you've got Liam Smith there, you've got Kel Brook there. So, do you know what yeah. I mean? That's just four names already. So there's definitely a couple of other names they could add to that bill. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what those guys do moving forward. Um, I guess really... Uh, sorry, carry on, Tom. That's the great thing about it as well. You've got guys that can come up from, from other divisions. And instead of people pointing the finger and saying, oh, well, this guy's not big enough to go up, go up and prove it. Yes. If you're getting the, the big the big platform, you're getting the big exposure, the big money, then why not let these guys, if they've proven themselves, unified divisions. Like look at Inoue, for example. Mm-hmm. The guy's a monster and he's up 
he's going to be going up weight upon weight upon weight and probably going to be banging guys out and people are going to look back and think raw like no one's no one's seeing someone of a new age stature mm. come through so quickly probably since Manny Pacquiao. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. It is definitely interesting. I mean, just, I'm going to, and not to go off topic, but I just want to quickly ask this. Um, I was speaking to somebody and they were saying um, Inouye could be pound for pound. And I was kind of like, nah. But then I went on reflection and I was proper deep in it. And I was like, you know what? Actually, there's probably a good shout for him um, to be pound for yeah. pound. Um, so the next few months, I think, will be interesting because... It's hard not... I think you've got to have Canelo on that list. You've got to have Crawford on that list. You've got to have Lomachenko on that list. And you have to have Usyk on that list, in my opinion. Um, and Definitely. then that's one spot left for the top five. Um, and that could be an Inoue, could be an Errol Spence. So, yeah, I think um, next few months are really going to help shape what happens with this whole pay-per-view land, um, pay-per-view pound-for-pound land. You know, if Kovalev and Canelo get it on, again... I know Canelo has his critics, but you've got to give his props. You know, he's 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 taking on challenge after challenge, in my opinion. Um, so yeah. So in terms yeah. of the agenda, um, we what we just we just talked about uh, the press the Chisora and his psycho movements, but I think good on to him. You know, bottom line is you want more money, you've got to ask for it, and you are the fighter. You get one life as a fighter, so you know fair fair play to him um so this weekend we see the return of the gypsy king uh in yeah. las vegas taking on otto wallin um otto what are, wallin, yeah. Yeah, exactly what's i can hear the excitement in your voice tom what's your thoughts on that fight <laughs> in specifically i'm just trying to make a strong case for for wallin <laughs> i just want to see him uh see him put up a good uh, competitive performance but i think fury He's facing a bit of criticism. I see he's facing a little bit of criticism um, about you know these opponents that is, is dating back to the Pianetta that like you know mm. those those ways of opponents. But you can't really disrespect Fury um, by saying that because every fighter is going to go through a, a purple patch where they're going to have they're either going to underperform yes. at a certain level or they're going to perform over they're going to overperform against a, a weak weak level of opponents. So you can't really can't really win-win, you know. It's not a win-win kind of thing uh, mm. anymore with, with with fighters. But you know, I expect Fury to deal with Wallin probably the same way he dealt with. Um, oh, I can't remember his name now. Uh, last lot, his last Schwartz, fight, Thomas Schwartz. I hope. Yeah, I mean, Schwartz, right, yeah, yeah I, hope, I hope it's not as easy as that. But I know what you mean. I get what you're trying to say. But um, again, Wallin's tall. He's he's long, and he he's going to be a bit more. Uh, He's going to be a bit more of a threat um, than Schwartz because at least Fury has someone you know similar, similar build, similar kind of size, and probably with a little bit more speed. Uh, Wallin's going to have, but mm. I think with reflexes, um, his IQ, he should be able to work Wallin out fairly, fairly swiftly, and I can expect him to get another stoppage. That's probably what he needs. You know, he's on the SPN now. They're mm. probably not expecting any less from him. Then, then stoppage wins, blister in hand speed, yes. razor sharp movement. That's what they're expecting. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting because when you check it, like in terms of Fury, you think back his last. If I said to you, you know, the guy's a real beast. You know, his last three fighters, last including this, say, including Otto Wallin, um, his last three fights against undefeated fighters. Otto Wallin's undefeated. Yeah. Schwartz is undefeated. Fury, uh, Wilder's undefeated. So. If you if you look at it from a perspective of the top ranked machine, they've done a really good job because I'm telling you now, 
they are going to lay it on thick when they say, look, he's fought these guys that have had a, a quantity of about 84 fights and not haven't lost and Fury's beat them. Um, because you, I would still say he beat Wilder, even though he didn't get it on record, draws the best result, yada, yada, yada. But he beat Schwartz comprehensively. I see him doing the same for Wallin. I know you said you're trying to make a case for him. For me, I can't make a case for him. He's a... Uh, uh, I'm not going to say typical European style, but there's nothing special about him. Um, you look at his opponents, he's not... I've seen I've seen some of his fights. I've seen highlights on what as you do on the YouTube. Nothing special, in my opinion. Um, okay, he's a Southpaw. I think that's probably the most awkwardness because usually when Southpaws face off each other, it can be a bit awkward. But again, we know that Fury's ambidextrous, so he can go left or right. You know what I mean? Orthodox Southpaw. Yeah. He, he's going to be able to do it. So um, I think it's all... Again, we're just going to go back to Fury. I think it's all about the performance. I think the performance has to be one that says, do you know what? I'm the man. Okay, it's Otto yep. Wallin, but let's be honest, Deontay Wilder before Stiverne probably was fighting similar type of opponents anyway. So that's what happens in the heavyweights division. Um, so I think yeah. people can't really give him stick because I think we know what his goal is. His goal is to fight Wilder next year and he's taking these two warm-up fights to get him there. And like I said, top rank will promote the fact that these guys were undefeated and say that, listen, he's taking on two undefeated guys, two top competitors, this is where he's at. So, yeah, for me, um, I think it's hard to criticise him. I get why people want to, but I'm like, look, let's get the Wilder fight and then see what he does. If he fights yeah. Wilder, beats Wilder, and then goes back to the drop that these kind of opponents, then we know that yeah, this is not credible. But I think I can't see that yeah, happening. Definitely. Yeah, I think he'll, I think yeah. he'll raise to the challenge. In my opinion. Yeah, I think as well. Like you know, you can't really criticize. Like you know, I don't understand why people criticize. Um, Fury for taking these two fights because at the end of the day it was the same procedure before the first Wilder fight went in there proved himself he's got to do the same thing if he doesn't if he if he doesn't show up on the in February for the rematch and he underperforms then we'll see it we'll see it live and we'll see it um, how he, he how it compares to to the first fight of Wilder you know what what's what's important is that. On paper, these guys are credible. Mm-hmm. They've, they've got high rankings. They've got undefeated records. So, you you know, there's no room to slip up now. We saw Joshua take things lightly. He got found out. Yeah. So if you're, if you're taking things lightly at this upper elite level, you're going to get found out. It doesn't matter if you're, if you're you know, a weak, so-called weak opponent, if you're not in the top 10. Mm-hmm. If you can punch and you, and you put the shots together um, and, you know, you have some sort of credibility then who knows you yes. know anything anything could happen so you just kind of come to accept that the boxing world will come to accept that you know world of fury joshua ruiz they're the top people if they underperform then they're, they're, they're right to face criticism because they've been putting in you know performances against when they do face one another the one wilder for fury it was back and forth you know up and down mm. both men were on the floor so that's what we expect, you yeah. know, top quality entertainment. Exactly. And then just on that, um, I was going to say, guys, for the guys on the lines, we're going to be opening the lines at eight o'clock. So do bear with us. Once you hear the lines are open, stay on because we will be going through to the callers nonstop. Um, so, um, yeah. So, Tom, just on that, um, one thing we didn't really yeah. mention too much. Um, it took place last week, though, was the... Andrew Ruiz, <clears throat> Anthony Joshua press conference. Um, now that it's all kind of wrapped yeah. up with the uh, last one in London culminating last Friday, <clears throat> did you take anything from that press conference that makes you think Joshua's winning, Ruiz is winning, or did, was there anything you thought, oh, that's interesting? I think Joshua's, 
I still, I still feel there's an element of uh, spite, a little bit of bitterness there. I think, uh, I think Ruiz has, uh, you know, maintained his 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 head. He's uh, he's not let, although he's been, you know, he's been out on a on a bit of a spending spree. He's not let. I don't think it get to him. He's still showing that championship mentality where he wants to retain his titles. He wants to prove people wrong. Mm. He doesn't want people to uh, perceive him as the as the short fat guy that that isn't taking boxing seriously. Now he's a champion. Will he relinquish his belts? You know, yes. he t- will he give him up e- easily? I don't think that's the case. I think if you've got someone's number already, that should just give you added confidence that you, you're going to do an even better job the next time around. So, mm. you know, yeah. with these press conferences, it's it's all just bravado, isn't it? Exactly. Like, you know, like, you know, if you if you can get a mental edge over the, your opponent, then good. But you've got to still prove it in the ring. Exactly. The mental edge is when you come face to face, the referee puts you apart, and you have to touch gloves, and that's it. Yeah. That's that's when the mental edge starts to, to and I to think creep in. You're you're definitely right on that. I think you know it's all it's all subliminals. It's all intangibles. Everyone's reading into it. I think ultimately Andy Ruiz has played the ultimate arsehole game because from the first fight he came in very sort of humble, like a naive fan. Um, what I did like in this instance that, um, correct me if I'm wrong, Joshua asked for uh, to hold the belts uh, now that Ruiz is the champ. Um, so I would have liked Ruiz to say, no, fuck you, man, that's not happening. Um, but but it, it, that didn't happen. So you know what, it, 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 it's how it goes. They're both respectful. I think they both got a lot of respect for each other. And well, Ruiz definitely earned uh, Joshua's respect. I don't know... Um, I didn't take anything. Again, I think there's a lot of travel. Um, they're saying the same buzzwords. I still think Joshua wasn't able to be himself. I still felt, you know, it was a bit scripted. So, like, you look at the the New York press conference, you know, the speech that he gave about if I would have stopped then, if I would have stopped then. Although there's a home truce, it did feel a bit scripted. But, again, if that's what is needed for him to kind of look deep within himself and, and kind of train hard and fight hard because it's fucking do or die time right now, then you know what it is what it is. Yeah. Um, I think for me, uh, Joshua, uh, it's strange because I was looking at the odds. He's still the favourite going into this and that's what makes me think, jeez, is, is is that's that's really not odd, but it wasn't a lucky punch. I know he said it was a punch from the gods. We all know that it was that one punch that changed the trajectory of the fight. But, yeah, but it was that one punch that really affected him, but what's to say that punch can't happen again that was a punch Ruiz would have looked for and felt well this is a weaknesses of Joshua's <clears throat> I'm going to lay this punch on to kind of knock him out so um, I thought overall it was good I love the fact that Ruiz was in his hombre I loved when he just broke into English and Spanish I think he's really representing going back to one of the things you said there and I think again we do this in the media and I have to say again it comes out from her and everyone's like oh he's doing this and spending money but I said I, I said to somebody I was like well, what's spending money got to do with training I said look at the end of the day he's just the heavyweight champion of the world I know for a fact a lot of the jewelry he had beforehand because I saw it after he won the fight yes he's bought a Rolls Royce and a mansion the mansion he's probably paid for the Rolls Royce is probably comped and the smart thing which he said at the press conference was that he's had his party a week earlier sorry a month earlier so that it doesn't get involved in camp because he didn't want to celebrate his birthday during camp. So he celebrated it before and now he's going into camp. So again, listening to the team, I think they're really focused. Got a fucking outstanding coach in Manny Rubles, very diligent, very tactical man um, with a high um, IQ and knowledge. So for me, I think that this 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 fight is going to be huge. I can't wait. I don't think if anyone's ripping Saudi Arabia, I'm just like, man, get with the program. Like every now and again, 
something you get a curveball in your life. Um, everyone would have been cussing when Ali and uh, Foreman took place in the Thriller Manila. Like, boom, it's a classic. 50, 60 years later, everyone's talking about it. So for me, I'm like, get behind this. If you can't get out there, then I'm sorry, but you know, we're going to be out there it's for, for real, for real. So, um, no, honestly, um, I think we've got to get behind this fight. I do want Joshua to win because I still want to see Joshua versus Wilder. I think that is the big fight in the heavyweight division. Um, and I think that'll just be, I think that'll be the biggest fight of our lifetime. So, yeah, we'll see. But overall, I was impressed. Um, so, listen, a little bit early, but why not? Um, in fact, Tom, last before I go to the calls, anything on your mind? Anything this that's yeah, happening this week? The, um, yeah, just with the Ruiz Joshua stuff, I feel as well. Um, you know, Ruiz. He, he. I mean, have you seen him in the gym? He's he, he's looking sharp. He's looking like he's uh, he's planting those feet to to keep those those yeah. belts. Because I think if anything, he's up the ante now. He 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 knows Manny Robles knows there's going to be little adjustments he's going to have to make. Um, and I'm just looking forward to it. I think preparations are going to go ahead. I'm also looking, uh, before I forget, the, the gloves are off, was uh, premiered as well. And also, I just wanted to ask you, Coach, um, there was, a I think, a report put out about uh, gloves are off uh, that wasn't actually aired between Joshua and Miller. Yes. Um, but apparently something, something kicked off. I mean, what's your, what's your thoughts? Um. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, look, we've seen it with Dillian White and Chisora. Um, even yeah. Frotch and Groves didn't kick off, but, you know, there was animosity there. So I, I really wouldn't be surprised if we know now, looking back, in when I say hindsight, Miller was on copious amounts of drugs. So I really wouldn't be surprised if he was locked in that dark room with just Johnny Nelson in between him and Joshua that they probably not had a fight, but, like, they got into it. Get handbags. They would have had handbags at dawn, if you ask me. But yeah, it, 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 I, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see if that if that yeah, ever gets exactly. released. So listen, let's go out to the lines. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna go out to nine eight four. I think we we'll start starting with a resident nine eight four. Mister Appiah, hello. Hello. Going once. Uh-huh. Yes. Can you? Oh, yes. Right. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. You good? Yeah, we're good, we're good. What's on your mind, brother? Uh, yeah, just a little bit about, about yeah, very soon, really, Shizora. Um, yeah, I think um, I love that little bit of needle, mm-hmm. um, little bit of aggression. Is it to say, listen, you're not going to pimp me? Um, yeah, if you want more money? You got, you got to ask for it. You got to fight for it. Yes. So yeah, big him up on that. I think that's a fascinating fight. Between him and Parker, mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for a Parker win. Knockout yeah. or decision? Uh, I think it will go twelve rounds. It'd be it'd be twelve fucking high octane quality rounds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go for Parker. Nice. Um, I haven't seen much of the press conferences with uh, Ruiz and um, Joshua. Uh, Joshua. But I'm still gonna go for a Ruiz win. Okay. I just think, he, I, I, yeah, I just think he'll have that. He'll have a little bit too much for AJ. Mm. His movement, his work rate, you know, I think it'll just it'll be just too much for AJ. So, and, um, and in terms of something that Tom said earlier, do you think it could be a case of him just having AJ's number now that he's beating him? Yeah, I think it's that as well. Yeah, 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 that little mental. Yeah, yeah, of course, mm. definitely. 
Um, and not a last but not least, I know it's a bit all over the place here, but um, no, 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 you made worry. a good point about about that. Yeah, cool. You made a good point about the Super Series about um, you'd like to see it at 154 pounds. Yeah, I think that'd be I think that'd be quality. That'd be quality. I like the Super Series. Mm. I, I like that fact. But you know, you got big balls. You got to go in there and go and fucking prove it. And it's a knockout sort of tournament. I yes. like that. So yeah. Yeah, and if we think like about if you think about it, I know he was in the country two weeks ago for the Lomachenko, but that's how Ward made his name. If he he was obviously famed yeah. in America, he was a great amateur, but that really broke his name into sort of like I would say global scene, well at least UK and US scene for sure, right? Yep, definitely, definitely, uh, definitely. So yeah, they the tournament. I mean. Um, Definitely, definitely a good thing. So last question before, I know you're going to shoot off, but last question, um, uh, Fury versus Wallin on the weekend. First two questions. One, will you be paying for the pay-per-view? And two, is there any chance of an upset? I won't be paying for the pay-per-view and there is no chance of an upset. I think Fury means business. Yeah, and um, there's no there. Yeah, yeah. There's, listen, there's no chance of an upset. Mm. Who win for me? And then we look forward to seeing him against Wilder in February. Yeah. Uh, then uh, yeah, and hopefully some other mouth-watering fight in 2020. Oh you yeah. Know? So yeah, definitely yeah. some big yeah. ones. All right, listen, D. Thank you very much. Yeah. Appreciate your time, and then we'll we'll speak yeah. soon. Cheers. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you. Yeah. Moving on to double seven four. I think it's the first caller. Got a new system, so I can tell new callers. Um, double seven four. The floor is yours. Hello. Hello, mate. Yes. Who's calling? Ramez speaking. Ramez Mahmood. Oh uh, yes. Ramez, What's Ramez? What's going on, mate? You've and been on. The... How you doing? And the new. Well done, mate. <laughs> Thank you, mate. Very well done. How you? How, how you doing, sir? After such a yeah, great, yeah. great victory. Yeah, I'm good. It's all, it's all, it's been sinking in over the past few days. Um, been back to work, so all the students are buzzing. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Still, still happy with it. Oh, mate. I mean, I've, right. I've, I've, I, we didn't get a chance to get down there, um, but I've read a lot of reports. Um, I mean, I'll talk us through the fight. I know, obviously, it was a points decision, um, but the, from what I've heard, you had to kind of grit on your gum shield quite a little bit in the early rounds, but then sort of like rounds four onwards, you really started to take over and show show your, your, your skill set. I mean, how do you remember the fight sort of I, 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 I'm playing? Yeah, I thought I won rounds one and two quite comfortably. Mm-hmm. And there was a little fate from about round three, four and five where I was just sort of smudging my work a little bit. So mm-hmm. I went back to the corner and Mike in the corner said to me, the jab's working, boxing the back foot's working. So we just adjusted the game plan a little bit in the corner. And then I thought I won the rest of the rounds comfortably. And it reflected on the, on the score. The score was um, 98-93. So that gave me seven rounds and then give Jack Bush two rounds and one round was even. Mm. So yeah, it was comfortable yeah. again. Oh, nice. nice. How did it feel going the uh, the championship distance, uh, Ramez? Yeah, it felt good. It's weird because after round four, I walked back to my corner and I thought, wow, 10 rounds is long. And then <laughs> got to about round round seven and Michael asked in the corner, how are you feeling? I, thought, I said to him, I could do this all day long. Like, oh, then when I got, it's mad, the, the later it got, the better I was feeling. Oh, wow. Yeah. All that training's, yeah, um, all that training's been paying off then, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I've only had one 10-round fight now, but I feel like I can't go anything less than 10 rounds now, to be honest. It's going to be stepping out. No, that's really good to hear. And in terms of, um, obviously, now you've you got the title. Um, I mean, 
you've gone back to work as well. So the dust is setting in, settling in. But how about the family? How proud are you? Because obviously Michael told me about the family and their early support in the boxing. But how, how much of a proud moment was that for them to see you come home with the belt? Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic for him. I think my dad's probably a lot happier than I am, to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he can't, he can't take his eyes off the belt. So yeah, everyone's mm. just really happy. The past, the past few days, in any spare time I've been getting, I've been getting calls from various family members and friends to come over with a belt and get pictures and stuff like that. So everyone's just, just really pleased. I'm glad they had a good night. Yes. Gomez, how are they? Uh, how did they take to you when you uh, got to tell them that your your their teachers are uh, a southern area champion? They said we better do our homework. <laughs> I said, I said, I said, I said to him, "Any attention you get, you're shining my belt." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they, they, they're happy as well. It's just, it's just good vibes all round. Oh, wicked, wicked, brilliant. Um, and I guess yeah. So really, it was just to say, um, what's next? I guess I know you've got to celebrate. You've got to go back into work. But um, in terms of like, so are we looking at the English now, or you got any named opponents? You want to have a defence of the Southern area? What's what's the immediate plans? Um, it's hard to say. We really. um, um, I've got to sit down and speak about it with my manager. But um, if the great Michael, yeah, is, yeah. If, if, if a defence defence is reasonable, we'll have that. Um, I've, again, I've always said that I can float between weight divisions, so I can float between featherweight and super bantam weight. There's an interesting fight going on this weekend between Brad Foster and Lucian Reese. I've sort of got one eye on that as well. Yeah, um, yeah. good point. That's a yeah, headline. That's a headline well. fight, right? Is that? Oh, that's because that's a uh, Edwards is on that card as well, isn't Sunny, it? Sunny it's either that yeah. fight or the Sunny Edwards fight. Yeah. Um. To be, I, I think the Lucian Reed Brad Foster is probably the most interesting fight. Well, I say the most interesting, but there are some good fights. I was going to say there's quite a few that, fights on that night, actually. Yeah, you got the Lucian Reed yeah. one. You got um Zach Kelly against Cody Davis. Davis. Exactly. You've got another, Omar Sadiq. Another good fight. Exactly. Another good fight. Yeah, so that's that's actually a good a good show on, on Friday. Mm. But yeah, um, from a selfish point of view, I've got I've got my eyes on the Lucian Reed Brad Foster one. Yes, but if if that's not available, then maybe a defence or the English. Just we've got to see what's available to be honest. But yeah. I was got to do. I, I'll leave that to the ma- to, to, to Mickey the manager, and I've just got to do my bit and keep myself in shape and not and keep my feet firmly on the ground. No, that's uh, yeah. That's Is that the... healthy healthy for you, uh, Ramez? You know, having the the op- the options. Uh, to float around weight divisions, have these guys uh, falling into the into the mix for yourself. Do you feel like you're you're benefiting and thriving off these uh, these kind of breakouts in the divisions? Yeah, yeah, of course I benefit from it, especially because as you put away and at featherweight, there's not many boxes about. So if if you've got if the titles are tied up, and then there's not there's not many other logical fights. So to be able to box in two different weight divisions just makes it a bit easier to make the good fights. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. Yeah, no, that's that's good to hear. Because especially with the southern area, I was always after the southern area, super bantam, and I was mandatory for that. But it was hard getting opponents at super bantam, which is why we went to featherweight, and um, it paid off there. Mm. And how the coach? How was the coach feeling? Uh, Mickey must be proud as anything. Michael, Michael and Moo Junior. Yeah, he, yeah, he's really happy as well, and the, the whole the whole team is just completely happy as in. The, the energy in that ring at the time, I can't I can't describe it. Between um, my coach Michael, between manager Mickey, my dad was in the ring at the time. Ryan Walker was in the ring at the time. Jordan Dujan was in the ring at the time, and everyone was completely happy. It was all good vibes. Yeah. And shout out to Ryan and Jordan as well because they they won the about as well. 
Exactly. I was going to say the team really kind of like represented that night because they won. Um, so I've seen some of the team pictures, but I think you, you hit the nail on the head. I think the photo of you after your win, um, you could see that you had the whole support. And to be fair, I think that's really good. Um, uh, and then we go from there. Um, so for me, I think from, for your team um, to be supporting you the way they are, I think that's really good. Um, and I'm just looking forward to seeing you guys fight again and definitely will be, hopefully, as long as there's no clash, we're going to be at that next one as well, covering. So, And you're getting good press as well. I saw the boxing social interview. I think I've seen Bells and Whistles. I've seen a few other of the, the boxing media company uh, channels sort of following you as well. So that's what we want. You know, we want all, all of you yeah, guys to yeah. raise. Yeah, it's, it's mad because um, usually after my fight, I get I get a chance to go out and sort of speak to everyone. This time, I I couldn't even get out of the changing room because there was loads of people wanting to interview me and stuff like that. So it's nice to get the press. And yes. I keep saying, and I keep saying, it's only the start. There's more to come. Yeah, exactly. So no, really good. So I've, I'm that's that's all the questions for me, Tom. Any questions from you? No, I just want to say again to Streetwise, to to Michael, to uh, Jordan. Um, to yeah, Ryan as well. Uh, just yeah, guys, you uh, you uh, performed uh, fantastically. I think all three of you should be proud of yourselves. Uh, you know, it's good to see that there's a there's a tight knit family vibe. You know, running through that gym. And uh, if anything, you know, if you hadn't had the exposure three four months ago, then people are going to start taking notice now. So okay. it's, it's good. Especially after exactly. that raps on in TV raps on TV interview, Ramez. That's what's yeah. giving you that full. Yeah. Global scale, mate. <laughs> you know, the takeover continues. Exactly. So, listen, takeover continues. Really appreciate you calling in today, Ramers. Uh, appreciate that a lot. I'll be in touch with Michael about getting you guys down in the studio, um, do another interview and bring you down with that belt as well. But congratulations once again and enjoy school uh, tomorrow. <laughs> See you later, Thank mate. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. God bless. Right. So, going out to 910. 910, I see that number calling up, Mr. Sam, Mr. Da- Dave. Hello, raps, 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 raps. What's, what's going on? What's going what's on, bro? Going on? We're good, we're good. What's going yeah, on, bro? Tom, you all right? Tom, I missed you, man. How you doing? <laughs> I missed you too, man. <laughs> it's been a while. I just mean you're, you're, you're taking over, man. You're taking yeah. my job. <laughs> you're yeah, singing the mic. Yes, mate. Yes, mate. Let's get down to it. I don't want to take too many calls this time, but where are we starting no, off? Are we going to... Can right. we start off and talk about how crazy Derek Chisora is? Yeah, that's to tell us, give us your thoughts wow. on that. Were you yeah, impressed? I just think he's just. Do you know what? I wasn't impressed. I thought it was quite distasteful from Derek. I'm quite disappointed that he behaved in that way. It's like, I get it. You're getting paid adequately, otherwise you wouldn't be fighting. David Hayes not going to let you fight on the cheap because he knows he's going to get a nice commission cut of it. Mm. So. He's already fighting a good fight. And, he, and, and the way David Hayes thinks is, okay, if you get through this fight, you're going to be able to fight these guys and you're going to be in this mix and you're going to be earning this much money. So I don't get why he's talking about how he should be a headliner. If I was him, you're, you were once a borderline journeyman. You've got a good, solid fan base. You, make, you, you bring a lot of people into the show. I, don't think, I think it's a bit of a stretch to say that you sell out the arena, um, stand alone, and he's that much of a big name. I do feel, yes... In isolation, that could be a very good headliner as, uh, alongside a very, very nicely stacked undercard of like the Connor Benz and, you know, um, those types of guys, mm-hmm. like the Josh Kellys and those kind of built. But for him to behave that way, I thought he disrespected the fighters, the main event, and I thought he just didn't really do himself justice in representing himself, if you get what I'm saying. 
Um, it was just a bit disappointing, that's all, from just like a... Just from a, in the, from a fan perspective, right, it's just not nice to see. It's just a bit weird, that's all. Is it an attention thing? Is it a publicity thing? It's just just not cool at all. And Parker's not that type of guy to be piping up and to be saying that, oh, he's not one to really give it that much lip. He's quite a true professional in the way he carries himself. So, um, yeah, it's disappointing. I just wanted to get that note out of the way. But what do you guys think? Do you agree or do you not? I'll, okay, my, my, I'll be honest, I'll, and I'll keep it very brief so you can move to your next point. Um, I didn't think yeah. it was so but I liked it. I thought it was entertaining, something different. Um, I do get what you're saying because he was like, he was raggle. But you know what? I think sometimes we have to remember these are not physicians, these are not lawyers, these are not accountants. These are just boxers. They fight. And sometimes they, they get a bit grumpy. I think probably there was a lot of factors. Um, you know, they mentioned that he had just been sparring. Maybe that made him even more grumpier because you see um, yeah. Coogan's got an interview with uh, Chisora before the press conference and he's kind of like, he's in DMX mode, you know, you hear the DMX music in the background. Um, So I definitely take your points on board. Um, I did find it funny though and I think, you know what, it was needed. No, it's funny. It is funny. It wasn't wrong. I do think he's right. I do think that the Regis Progress Taylor fight, as much as it's a great fight, it's a fight for the purists and if, if Chizora wasn't on that card, would people be flocking to watch that at the O2 Arena? I, I, no, do you know I get what I mean? that. I but, do get that. So yeah, but I get, I get your point but as it's well. Just the way, it's the way you want to buy it. Like Derek yeah. doesn't need to behave like that. You're a true professional, man. Yeah. Like don't. Like, I just didn't feel like he could have said that afterwards. If he knocked Parker out, he could have been like, "Yeah, fuck Eddie Hearn." Yeah. Don't yeah. ever call me an undercut. Like that's more that's of a guess... statement than the, the mouth he's doing. That you get what I'm also, saying? That's, that's also true. That's the angle I'm coming on. But let's talk about AJ though. Let's right. talk about AJ Ruiz. Let's, Go... let's really get into that. Well, right. Ruiz AJ now. Put some respect on that guy's name, Ruiz. Uh, give it to us, yeah, Junior. I feel that it's going to be such a... I just think it's all up... It's, everything's up for grabs, like Anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I generally do believe it's one of those fights. I do feel that, you know, Ruiz is calm. I've seen him on the pads. He's looking incredible. He's actually looking incredible. But Joshua, I haven't really seen that much of him. He's looking a bit leaner, um, really focusing on his boxing. But I get that he's focusing on his boxing, but you're not going to improve vastly in the, the amount of time since June, you know? Yeah. You're still going to be doing the fundamentals the same. And I feel like Ruiz, with obviously what he did, he was like, if I took Joshua's biggest hit and got knocked out and he couldn't do the job, imagine when I'm really fit and I'm really focused. Look what he's doing. He's just celebrating. Like you said earlier, like he's not said that he didn't celebrate his birthday. He celebrated it before so he could get into training camp and get into the mode. Like, this guy is not just got him. He's not fighting for him. He's fighting for the whole of Mexico. Mm. He's fighting for the whole of Mexican fans. Like, I don't think people understand that when I'm saying Ruiz is fighting for Mexico. The president mm. of Mexico came to greet you. Like, it's on your shoulders, that thing. So, and Mexicans don't fuck around in terms of how they box. Um, so, I thought Ruiz will come with it. But also, I'm not one of these Team AJ guys that only knows about AJ in the boxing world. But I do feel that AJ will be improved. He'll be slick. I do feel like he'll, he'll, he'll put together a round of punches nicely. He'll, I think if he boxes long, mm-hmm. I think it's his fight all day long. Yeah. I just really yeah. think he sticks to the boxing long and don't think about the crowd or thinking about any of his speeches or uh, like all of that. Fuck all of that because I feel like your legacy is on the line with this fight. Mm. If you lose, you're just going to become... Not like another Frank Bruno, but you know how when Frank Bruno was at the peak and then he got he got he after he got beat by Tyson, he never looked the same, did he? I just don't no. want the same thing with I just don't want the same thing with Joshua because he's 
I do think he's a better than, uh, not better than Bruno, but I do feel in terms of his branding and everything and the way people look up to him, I just feel like he's just good for boxing because if he wins, the whole of boxing wins. The more people start researching fighters, the more demand it brings and it brings more domestic value of the sport that yeah. we so much love and care about and it brings such good light on it. But it's all up in, it's all up in his vote. I'm trying to get some tickets to go up there. I do think, people, if you can get your tickets, go there because this is like another rumble in the jungle. Yeah. No, I appreciate that, bro. So, listen, we've got a couple of callers, so we're going to have to just run through it. But, um, listen, before I'm going to ask you two questions, but it's very short. Are you going to be buying cool. the Tyson Fury pay-per-view this weekend? And is there any chance no of an upset? No way in hell. And, and you're not... No way in hell. On no, both counts? No, no, and no. <laughs> no to everything. I hear you, brother. Listen, thank you very much. I appreciate you calling in as per yeah, usual. No worries. Um, Take care, guys. Appreciate all the support. Thank you. Perfect. So we're going out to, again, another first-time caller, but it's 921, and I think I know who this is, but I'll let him introduce himself. 921, floor is yours. How you doing there, guys? You okay? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, How you yeah. doing? So for the guys listening and for the future listeners, we have Dean White, Dillian White's brother on the line. Uh, he's going to give us a bit of an update, give us his thoughts. Um, floor is yours, Dean. How are you feeling? How are you doing? Yeah, I'm all good, man. I was listening in that, that uh, you know, I second a lot of that, what the um, other gentleman was saying there previous to me coming on, you know. Mm. He seemed to know his boxing quite well. Yeah. So, yeah. It's an interesting fight. It's definitely an interesting fight. Um, he's right, you know. Uh, the whole of Mexico is behind uh, Andrew Ruiz. He's he's in the history books, man. You know what I mean? Their first heavyweight champion. Mm. What, what, what what an incredible achievement, you know. So um, he's got he's got he's got a lot of pressure on his back though. Now he's the man with the pressure on his back more so than AJ. Yeah. So the burden has been shifted. So in terms of pressure, AJ doesn't have as much pressure because now he is the challenger, not the champion. So it's a different mindset. Again, the hunger and the desire is totally different. Mm. Now the pressure is on Andy Ruiz to replicate what he done on June the 1st. So, you know, the, either way you spin the coin, there's a lot of pressure because same, secondly, um, you could look at it like, you know, it's sort of not make or break, but it is a real, real decider for the future of Joshua mm. as a fire, as a brand, and what put people buying into him. You know, so... uh. No. Interesting times. I hope to be there, and uh, yeah, let's see how it goes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, D, it's uh, Tom from the uh, the other side of the line. Um, it's good to good to have you on the platform uh, again. You, you know, man. we don't meet many knowledgeable guys than yourself, <laughs> so it's always good to get your insight. Um, yeah, wanted that, to ask you firstly before I touch on uh, the rest of the camp, obviously. John Harden Jr., Richard Riappol, your brother, Dillian, uh, got one special young talent that probably hasn't had a lot of light shined uh, on him, uh, Harvey Horn. Uh, I know he's working with Tibbs um, a lot recently. Um, he looks sharp in the gym. Any, any, Give any sort of thoughts, insight into him? No, I don't really have much information. You know, like, it's quite, it's quite weird. So obviously, there's segments of everything. I know uh, Mark's got a few boys down there. Um, I'm not particularly at the peacock a lot. Uh, what information do you have on, on this gentleman? Is this something you're saying Dillian might be looking into this gentleman or just with Mark? Uh, I haven't heard anything about this particular kid, if truth be told. Okay, no, no, just that. I thought he's, um, I think he's fighting on the Sonny Edwards bill uh, this week. Just thought if, uh, you know, he's obviously been uh, 
under under tutelage with with Mark that you you might have had a bit of because uh, I know yeah, you you cover a wide spectrum of uh, boxing. D sir had to had yeah, to ask. Yeah, yeah. yeah, sorry about that. No, maybe not to be uh, rude about this. I don't really know much about. It. I know Mark's got a few fighters. Um, at the minute, I'm not. I don't spend a lot of time in a peacock. I'm either maybe Brixton or Northwest and other gyms, you know, mm. uh, maybe in Birmingham and so on. But um, yeah, I'm not sure about that guy. If he is on the bill, I actually just got. The schedule actually for the the um, let me actually check it while I just got an email from Frank Warren's guys. Let me just check that you said um, up there with me. You said Horn, yeah, is that correct? Yeah, Harvey Horn. Yeah, yeah. Harvey Horn. I think okay. looking at it, I think he's gonna be coming on before your guy. Um, so it'll be good to kind of get more details on um, Shakan. Um, yeah, Shakan is actually live. On BT Sport, he's on at ten past eight. Oh, nice! If I'm just gonna go back to the email, he's fighting for the light heavyweight title. Um, it's quite a stacked card, to be honest with you. You know, there's quite a lot of lot of boys on there. You know, yeah, so obviously you got. Let me go through the order. We've got Sonny Edwards versus Hugo. Uh, was yeah. it Guerrero's? Um, then you've got Brad Foster versus yeah. Luchan Reed, Zach Chelly versus Cody Davis. And then Dexter Stroman versus Shakan Peters. Uh, oh, yeah. Here's your man right here. Harvey Horn versus mm. Ellis, Ellis Goodenine. Yeah, I can't yeah. pronounce it. A Spanish kid. So, you know, that seems like a flyweight contest. Okay. And then you've got... Not being funny. I could not pronounce this kid's name here. But, hey, another kid. <laughs> don't, don't, don't worry, bro. I mean, but, Dean, tell yeah. us about Shakan Because I know, he's, as you said, he's fighting for the English light heavyweight title. Um, uh, That's correct. T- tell us about that because I, I guess everyone knows about the light heavyweight a bit more now because of, I'm sorry, Boatsy and Yard. But obviously, Shakan's fighting for the English light heavyweight title. So, yeah, what's your aspirations for him? And just tell us a bit about him. Yeah. You know, Shakan, I've been trying to, I've been getting him a bit of uh, traction lately. You know, I'm bringing him to the fights, getting him in some interviews. Still got a long way to do. He's very, very good talent. Mm. Won the ultimate boxer a few fights um, back. Um, he's actually beat Dexter Spellman already in there on his way to um, winning the tournament. Mm. So this is like a rematch at the minute. So, I mean, like, uh, Dexter Spellman is the champion and he's the challenger. So, you know, this, he's got it all to do. But um, he's like 6'6", as a light heavyweight. He's a bit of a freak. Mm. He's in tremendous shape. And uh, come Saturday night, we're going to have a, a good, good performance from Shaq. You know, he's going to go out there and become the new heavyweight champion. That's what I believe. Um, that's why I, um, you know, got in contact with Warren and matched him up and made this fight because I believe, you know, he's beaten him already. I think he's got the beat him, beating of him again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we can march him on slowly. Um, but in this particular fight, there's actually a rematch clause. I'm not sure many people know because obviously yeah. he was the champion and he was the challenger. So um, he was... Um, he said, well, it's not, um, he wanted it because it was like, what's the word I'm looking for? It was not mandated, basically. So it was a... Okay. It was kind of like... What's a, the word I'm looking for? It, it, it was mandated then, right? It, no, 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 it wasn't. It wasn't. It was he a voluntary. It was, um, so he said it's, it's voluntary, a voluntary, that's yeah? It. My brain, yeah, so yeah. my brain went blank there. Yes, it was a voluntary defence. So he said, you know what? As a voluntary, I, I don't know. I want a rematch because say he's obviously got reservations for himself and he's not. Un, he's unsure of himself. That's what I believe because he mm. wouldn't ask for a rematch clause. 
if you wasn't. Yeah. But you know, Shakan Sh- Sh- is um, that's Dexter Spillman I'm on about. Yeah. Um, yes. And Shakan is very, very good. He's strong. He knows how to box long, box mid range, goes to the body well, uses his jab, and uses his, his reach very, very well. So on Saturday, uh, Dexter Spillman's got a hard night ahead of him. He's going to have to cut the ring and get in close and do his work. But yeah. a bit of a puncher, um, I'm led to believe. Um, and I've heard from people um, in, um, where is he from? Is it Sheffield, Bradford, Doncaster? Up that kind of neck of the woods. Yeah. I've said that he, um, he said down the long haul, over a 10-round duration, he'll feel he'll do better. Mm. So come Saturday night, let's see. It's going to yeah. be live on BT Sport. People exactly. tune in, uh, log in and watch that. That's part of the if ESPN not, come down to the show. Yeah. And uh, come and watch it. No, no, definitely. That sounds good. And um, what I was going to say is um, definitely want to get you in the studio with Shakan as well. Hopefully, maybe even next week, if he wants, once he's victorious and kind of hear more from him, hear about his story because there's so many stories in the boxing world. Um, but Dean, before I let you go, just one question I want to ask you. Um, you've seen the agenda. Uh-huh. Um, we're looking at Tyson Fury versus Wallin. Because you're a learned yeah. man in the industry, I want like a bit of detail from you. Um, Tyson Fury versus Wallin. Is it right that that fight is being criticised or do you think it's everyone should be patient and understand that this is a step in the right direction to get him to the WBC belt? All right. So let's kind of give you an insight a little bit into this. If you're looking at the situation, I can hear the criticism because when you look at it, you've got Joshua and Ruiz fighting. Then you have Wilder fighting... Um, Ortiz. What's his name? Ortiz, potentially, because yeah. obviously that was meant to be made. I don't know what's happening with that. And then you've got Tyson Fury fighting this Wallen character. Obviously, I heard he was a decent uh, amateur going into the professional ranks. Uh, I understand why the fight's being made because of, uh, obviously he's looking at the Wilder fight tune ups, getting to deal with. Someone of six foot six, six seven, the height, the range, you know, like that kind of thing. Exactly. So he's just kind of putting himself for the wilder fight. Only difference is that guy doesn't punch nowhere near as hard as wilder. So the only thing you have is a big chap in front of you. I don't know if he can use his jab that well, but I suppose as, a, as, a, as an elite amateur, I'm sure he should be handy. But there's a lot of criticism because they're saying, yo, this kid here is the lineal champion. Dethroned Klitschko, went to America, and actually rightly dethroned mm-hmm. Dante Wilder, but didn't get the, didn't get exactly. the decision. Yeah, exactly. Um, and in a lot of people's eyes, is the real WBC champion. But now he's got he's come back, and what he's doing is, to be honest, he's done it in reverse actually, because he should have took these warm up fights mm-hmm. prior to fighting Dante Wilder. Dante Wilder thought he'd catch him cold because he's been off for three years. He thought he was catching him cold and he'd be able to catch him, get him out of there. Mm. Um, now, he's saying, listen, I'm going to take these fights, I'm going to fight a lot of big guys, get used to trying to jab, maybe fighting at mid-range, long-range, working on clinching, and he's just going to practice stuff in there with um, um, that Wallen. I don't think he has nothing to fear in that fight, not being fine. It's heavyweight boxing, anything can happen. But this is Tyson Fury talking about very exceptional talent, can box, can move. Um, he does a lot of things, which a lot of these boys don't do. And and, and, it, and it puts people off from letting their hands go mm. when people faint a lot, you know? Exactly. So people got to understand the, the logic of fainting. So what he does is he throws off people's rhythm and then he's able to fire his shots and use his jab as he does exceptionally well. Um, they're fighting for the Mayan title, Cinco de Mayo. It's going to be amazing and crazy atmosphere out there. Would have liked to have been there, but hey, 
my man, my man Shaka's fighting, so I got to stay and represent. Exactly. Got to I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's gonna be, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. I mean, they, 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 listen. What I got to give them credit for is, listen, mm-hmm. they're building up Fury in America. Amazing. Yeah. He's on a big billboard. I saw in Vegas. Listen, you, listen. He's big in the UK already, and now they're doing big things across the pond. Exactly. Listen, they're trying to make him into a, a, a big megastar, and they're doing, they're doing, they're doing good stuff. All he's got to do is go and deliver, which I believe he will, and I think he'll do it quite easily. I just hope um, Wallen can go a little bit around. Not like the gentleman before mm. that went in there, didn't do anything. He definitely did not deserve to be in the ring with Tyson Fury, oh, the other guy, because when Tom he Schwartz. Gasper, yeah, he, he, he he was already virtually out, and he was looking for a way out in that fight, trying That's, to get him disqualified. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah, we knew he shouldn't have been in there, and he went down. All he'd done was a, he, he was a, a virtual walking punch bag, and... Uh, and we saw what happened to him in the end. Exactly. You know, credit to him because he was undefeated until coming in there. But at the end of the day, when we're talking about these elite boys, there's cool elite for a reason and there's guys underneath those guys and he just wasn't on that elite level. Not at all. And I think you hit the nail on the head there and something we were speaking about earlier that is very good promotion for top rank and it's been very clever from them because they will spin the Wonderful. fact that yeah. the last three opponents of Fury, including Wallin, have all been undefeated. So in the perception of the American fan, which is what they're trying to conquer, they're going to think this yeah, guy's yeah, undefeated. Yeah, yeah. And he's beating undefeated fighters, not knowing that actually yeah. the level of a Schwartz and a Wallin is nowhere near a level of a Wilder, a Ruiz, a yeah, Joshua, yeah, yeah. and so forth. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but listen, Dean... Even if you went in there with a Parker. Yeah. You know, not at that level, but... Don't what were you saying? No, I was just going to say because we're, we're running out of time, but I just wanted to say appreciate you calling in. Um, Hope that we get you in the studio no very, very soon. Thank you for calling in and kind of giving us your insight. It's been very sort of worthwhile. So appreciate that. Good luck with Shakan this weekend to you and the team. And uh, yeah, we'll definitely be speaking in the next few days. All right, wonderful. Top man. Thank you very night. much. Appreciate bye that. Bye. Take, care, mate. Take care, Thank you. Cheers, bye-bye. Bye. 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 So the last call of the night is going to be 581 581, the floor is yours. Hello. Yes, gents, it's Dean Sinclair. Yes, Dean, the first time caller, right. but we've Instagram, right? Yep, yep, Flace 1985. Flace, how are you doing, yeah. sir? How are you, buddy? Everyone good? Very All good. All good, man. How are you? How are you? Nice one. What's I'm on your mind? Good. Question or statement? Um, <laughs> statement, to be honest, the AJ Ruiz press conference. Mm-hmm. I must admit, I don't know about you guys, but I was a bit underwhelmed. I expected more from AJ, a bit more fire in there. I don't know yeah. what you guys think. Yeah, I agree, man. I think, um, yeah, I, I think with a with a fight of this magnitude, you expect, especially after AJ, you know, not getting his way, not getting the result, you'd think it might have would it would have pressed him um, a bit, you know, his mentality. Uh, but we know we know the typical AJ that likes to, you know, remain calm, cool, collected. You know, on the big stage, um, I think, I mean, the the narrative behind the first fight probably does itself justice for promoting yeah. the, the rematch. I don't think there needs to be any more uh, needle. Um, we've seen the kind of external, the external factors that have kind of gone on with, uh, you know, the whole Lennox saga, with the, yeah. the back and forth, the social media spats with Fury, Wilder. So I think, uh, yeah, you're right. It was a bit underwhelming. Uh, but I think these are kind of, you know, you bite your tongue and you think, you know, we're going to wait now. Saudi Arabia is the, the destination and it's, they're going to live up to, to expectations, fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah I, I suppose to be fair, it is a bit early in the day, maybe closer to the time. 
you might see a bit more fireworks from AJ. You never know. Yeah. But I just, I must admit, I was a bit underwhelmed. I did thought I'd see a bit more from him. But also, just to um, take on something Dean White just said, mm-hmm. he stole a bit of my thunder, to be honest. When he came out from a different perspective, he said the pressure on this one is on Ruiz. Mm. Ruiz now has something to lose, which no one's really mentioned. Because in the first fight, you know, Ruiz got knocked down, fair play to him. He got back up, mm. threw caution to the wind. Difference is this time he's got something to lose. He didn't last time. Yeah. Do you yeah. think that's going to play into the psyche of the fight? Uh, Tom, you take Tom. You go and then I'll, I'll go after you, or I can go first. Whatever's. Well, I don't mind. Uh, yeah, no, I think um, I think he, there is a lot of pressure on Ruiz's shoulders because he knows exactly what it feels like to be a a unified champ. Now he's got that bargaining power with uh, the other guys on opposite terrestrial networks, but. I think if he, like I said before to uh, to coach uh, before we went live to the to the callers, that if you've got someone's number and you're able to dictate and demonstrate your your skill set um, at this elite level, then I can't see why you'd be any different. Um, I don't see uh, Ruiz being cagey in the rematch. I can see him being just as explosive as the as the the first uh, fight, asking Joshua questions from the the very start. What, how is Joshua going to react? How is he going to respond now that he's... I mean, it's do or die for him. He's he's the challenger. He's still got a big profile. But at the end of the day, they're all his marbles. His marbles have been taken away from him. And as a champion, you've got to react. And it's all well and good, you know, communicating off off uh, you know off job against, uh, you know, guys that have, have been there and done it, have bounced back from, uh, from defeat. Now it's your time to prove it, and uh, we'll have to wait and see on the night. Hopefully, he'll be able to, to you know, rectify the the mistakes that he made in preparation. Um, obviously, we'll never know now what 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 really went on, mm. but it's all irrelevant. Yeah. The rematch yeah. is here. It's like time still... No excuses this time. Exactly. No excuses. Exactly. No excuses. And I guess Dean, Dean, this question for you. I guess because um, you are right. Um, I, as Dean mentioned, um, the whole the pressures on Ruiz. Um, I mean, in your point of view, um, has there been anything that changed your mind? I know you felt the press conference was a bit subdued, but was there anything during that press conference that changed your mind in terms of how the outcome of the fight may go? Or do you still have the same person? Um, Not not really, to be honest. I'll tell you something which has happened, I say happened, Mm. something AJ's done, which I don't think people should underestimate his trip to Nigeria. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes, you, you know, you, you go back to your homeland and yeah. you, you surround yourself with, you know, quote, unquote, your people, mm. your roots, and that can play into your psyche as a man. Mm. And I think AJ could carry that in the fight. You know, just like a, just that trip. It sounds weird, it sounds funny, but... No, no, Sorry, go on. No, I was no. Carry on, carry on. Where you're going? Off, I interrupted. Carry on. Where you're going, bro? Yeah, yeah. Just, just it, it can just play. It can do funny things to man. When you, you know, you got back to your roots, your homeland. You surround yourself with your people. It clears your mind. It will clear his mind a lot. Yeah. Um, he's reconnected with his people with Nigeria, mm. and that that could play in his favour. Yeah. Put it that way. That could play in AJ's favour. And I think you've made I a, again. I don't, I don't know what you Yeah, no. I mean, I think that's quite interesting because I've been. I say chasing. That's a bit strong, but I've been contacting Joshua's team to get footage of that because I know the UK press are not too interested in it. But I'm really interested about how it came about. I understand the length yeah. of time you went there, but what was the agenda? You know, give us some footage because I truly agree. I agree with you. I think that says something more about where his mind's at. 
Um, there's definitely the yep, spiritual element, that. spiritual element into it. Um, but I think you are right. I think we're probably overlooking it because it's happened. Kind of, it's it's kind of happened. It went, and it wasn't picked up by the mainstream press. It wasn't really picked up by his managers or his PR company putting it out there. So I think that was more of a personal thing from what I understand as well. It was something that was closer to home to yeah. him, which I think could be a good sign. Um, I'll be honest, the first fight, I felt Joshua would win easily. Um, I, I can go into the reasons. Not that I doubted Ruiz because of his shape. I just doubted Ruiz because of the power he showed against Parker. But we all know what's happened. Yeah. He's the champion. This fight, I still see it as 50-50. Um, I think Tom raises some really good points and I can't, it's like I can't see over that. I think I'm just calling it as a 50-50 because of Joshua's reputation. I think Joshua's reputation and maybe something really going on, going wrong behind the scenes of the first fight is making me think, okay, he might have a chance. But I was there, I witnessed it. He got beat up and I'm like, if Ruiz can do that once and can land that same punch, you know, early, I don't know. Yeah. So listen, Dean, because we're just running out of time. So last question for you, though, or last two questions: yeah. Are you going to be ordering the Tyson Fury Wallen fight on pay per view? And who not, is there any chance of Wallen chance. winning? Not, not, not a chance in hell on both. Not a chance in hell. I yeah. tell you what: if Eddie Hearn had that on pay per view, there'll be uproar. I think that's yeah. a disgrace. Yeah, very yeah, that's, true. That's, that's a different topic. Right that's now. a different point. So listen, so listen, Dean. Thank you very much. I hope that you'll be calling into the future show as frequently as possibly. Yeah, um, for having me on. No problem. Great comments. Um, and and take care. And we'll speak soon. Thanks very much for the support, Cheers. man. Cheers. Cheers. Appreciate that. So, uh, good show, Tom. Um, run over a little bit. Yeah, so, yeah, so um, hopefully that's the way moving forward. Get the right energy, get the right personalities. No real need for controversy. Just focus on yeah. building bridges and promoting boxing in the way it needs to be. So, listen, guys, really appreciate everyone that's called in. Tom, last words from you? Yeah, just to make sure, uh, guys, I uh, just want to say a massive thank you to our our callers again this week, especially uh, Ramez Mahmood again, mm-hmm. the uh, the new Southern Area champion, uh, and also Dean White. You know, it's it's great to have refreshment. It's great to have you know these guys giving their impetus, their knowledge. You know, these are these are guys that have been around boxing for years. Yeah. So we have to appreciate them. You know, we're 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 giving these guys a platform. They're 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 producing it time and time again. So mm, yeah, yeah, just keep following Raps on TV, all social media outlets. Instagram, uh, YouTube, keep, keep Facebook, in. Twitter, everything. So the show will go live uh, tomorrow for the live listeners. But for the guys listening in the future, thank you and get ready. Today we've had two guys break their their uh, first time calling vaginal virgin duck. So like the rest of you guys, <laughs> <laughs> we've got more. We, we, we want to hear from more of you. More fans talking boxing again. We always keep saying it, yeah. but yeah, look, next few weeks going to be really exciting, especially the build up to Spence versus Porter. So listen, guys. As we said, everywhere you go, it's Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Raps on TV. Peace. We're out. Peace.